This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to Minigame, a podcast about video game stories and why we love them. I'm Michael Ferris. Despite the excessive vastness of many open-world games, many worlds feel surprisingly small. Ubisoft, the developer and publisher of the Assassin's Creed and Far Cry series, create large environments that are filled with tedious checklists of interchangeable tasks. Metal Gear Solid V's environments of Afghanistan and Northern Africa are enormous and beautiful, but are mostly empty except for a few outposts of enemies that are miles apart from each other. And I've mentioned in a previous episode about the Elder Scrolls series that I feel like the size of the world of Skyrim, when combined with the design of many quests, makes the massive world feel more like a linear game. In contrast, from its inception in the year 2000, the Hitman series has been a prime example of making small worlds feel enormous and filled with tons of stories. For those who never played an entry in the Hitman series, the main setup is that you play as Agent 47, a genetically engineered Hitman who works for a mysterious agency called the International Contract Agency, and he is tasked with going to what is usually an exotic location and hunting down some kind of target. What makes each level in the Hitman series so special is that you are given seemingly endless freedom to carry out each assassination. This sort of concentrated freedom makes each level of the world of Hitman feel infinitely replayable, explorable, and the stories that you create are often more interesting and dynamic than the actual plot of the games. To set an example, I want to take a look at one of the most famous levels in the Hitman series, the Paris stage from the 2016 reboot of Hitman. While in Paris, you are actually hired by MI6 to eliminate two Russian spies, a man and a woman, who masquerade as fashion moguls during a large fashion show that is headlined by the superstar model Helmut Kruger and is taking place in a giant mansion. During my first playthrough, I played the level as if it was a Splinter Cell or Metal Gear Solid level. I spent most of my time crouched down, eliminating guards one by one to try to be as sneaky as possible. I quickly dispatched my two targets and made a hasty getaway. Now, during this playthrough, I learned basically nothing narratively, uh, but I did feel like a professional assassin. It was a quick, clean, and professional job. On my second playthrough, I decided to do a little bit more investigating to get a wider look at what exactly is going on here. I found a few banisters featuring the face of Helmut Kruger. 
Agent 47 makes a passing comment that Kruger and himself have a similar look. I do a little bit more poking around and I discover that Kruger is doing a little bit of a small fashion shoot in a back garden of the mansion. After a bit of sneaking around, I overhear a conversation that he has with a mysterious woman over the phone, and he's setting up some kind of meeting, and the woman in question turns out to actually be one of my targets. In a spur-of-the-moment decision, I caught him off guard and out of eyesight from the other guests, knocking him out and hiding his body. I dress in Helmut Kruger's clothes, grab his cell phone and a couple other knickknacks he had on him. And now that I'm disguised as a world-famous celebrity, I'm given close to free reign of the complex. Because of this, I take a little bit more time to scope out the mansion to discover things I may have missed, and take a little bit extra time to follow my targets and learn a little bit about their habits. After a few minutes of doing this, I overhear some information about some plans of the male spy. It's nothing concrete, but it is suspicious. Um, And declaring that I've heard enough at this point, I quickly corner the target, dispatch of him, and still as Helmut Kruger, I call up the second target and finalize the details of our meeting. She informs me that I still need to play my part as a world-famous model and need to walk the catwalk to show off my outfit, and then we can finally meet. I do so without the crowd having any kind of idea that the real Helmut Kruger is asleep in some garden somewhere, and when me and the other target finally meet, I take care of her and make my escape before her body can be discovered. Throughout this playthrough, I got some hints of a larger story going on. Encountering some new characters, learning about some of their relationships, exploring new areas of the environment, and found some new possibilities for future playthroughs. Now, in my final playthrough of this level, I wanted to connect all the dots to figure out what exactly the heck is going on during this sham of a fashion show. This time, I want to play a little bit more cool and sneaky by taking advantage of things such as disguises and environmental hazards instead of guns and knives and weapons like that. This time, I start by stealing a guard's uniform, and that allows me close to full access of the party. And I do a ton of exploring, coming across tons of different little side stories, learning a ton of information about my two targets. And eventually, I come across a secret room in which about a dozen spies and terrorists are bidding on the identities of British secret agents throughout the world. And at last, I uncover the true purpose of this fashion show and this party. It is all a front. So what does this all mean? Well, in my view, what Hitman has taught me is that only through careful observation and experiencing the world of a video game through multiple perspectives are you able to get a complete understanding of a world of a game. Now, while not every game world is the same kind of sandbox as the Hitman games, I think trying to observe a universe of a game through a different or non-standard perspective can really help you appreciate a world so much more, and you can find tons of new things. 
Next time you play Skyrim, try actually reading the books you come across to get a wider view of the lore of the world. The next time you play The Witcher 3, try turning off the GPS tracker and maybe you can find some surprises and some new characters. Next time you play Jedi Fallen Order, keep an eye out for some unique things to scan and you can expand your knowledge of a universe that often ends up retreading some of the same information. Who knows what amazing new things you can learn about a world of a video game just by putting on a different pair of shoes. You just got to give it a try. Thank you very much for listening. Executive producer of the Lore Party Podcast Network is Abu Zafar. Minigame is written and produced by Michael Ferris. Original music for Minigame is composed by Lawrence Kelly. Subscribe to Minigame and all the other Lore Party podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow Minigame on Twitter at Minigame Podcast and visit our website at loreparty.com. Thank you very much for listening.